Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Happy September, everyone. September 1st. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? September already. Oh. So, I hope you have had a wonderful week, a good end of summer. Um, of course, ooh, we got a thumbs up already. We got a like on our Facebook live stream. Uh, you're listening to TalkingAlternative.com, or you can also see the video on uh, my Facebook uh, stream. Go to either uh, Facebook.com slash TalkingAlternative, or just go to my timeline, Sam Lebowitz, L-I-E-B-O-W-I-T-Z, in New York City. So I'm glad you're with me. I've got another amazing show for you. And of course, let's first start off with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. The very feelings you're now feeling, the good, the bad, and the confused, are in large part why you chose this lifetime to simply feel them. Let's get this party started, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Yes, we're here to feel all of it. The good, the bad, the confused, the elated, the down, all of it. We're here to experience life. We're here to live life. We're not here to like hide in caves. Yes, there was a time maybe when if you wanted to be spiritually enlightened, you, you know, sought out the, the cave um, and, and shuttered yourself away from society. But I believe that's not not that time anymore. Maybe for certain people. I know some people who still do that. But now is the time to live life, live life fully and be in the thick of things. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Because others cannot vibrate in your experience, they cannot affect the outcome of your experience. They can hold their opinions, but unless their opinion affects your opinion, their opinion matters not at all. A million people could be pushing against you and, we, and it would not negatively affect you unless you push back. That million people pushing against you are affecting their millions of, vib of vibrations. They are affecting what happens in their experience. They are affecting their point of attraction, but it does not affect you unless you push against them. Abraham. So this is an interesting quote and one that's probably a bit controversial with people because... You know, we all have a tendency to think, well, you know, because this person did that or this person did the other thing like that, you know, affected my experience. And the thing is, what Abraham is saying is ultimately what is affecting our vibration is what we allow to affect it. That if somebody else, you know, says something to you that is completely untrue you don't have to respond or react to it you don't have to allow it into your vibration you know if if, if i went up to uh, you know that this giant six foot eight you know three 250 pound guy and i called him a shrimp he would laugh at me it, it wouldn't you know affect his day because it was so obviously not true well, the same is true for, for anything. You know, somebody says something to you and it's not true. You don't have to snap back at them. You don't have to push back against them, which is what this Abraham quote is saying. We don't have to push back against. Oh, thank you, Lara. One of my dear uh, Facebook live stream friends, Lara, listening in today. Wonderful. Um, we don't have to push back, right? We, we don't have to allow our energy get to get sucked in a direction we don't want to go right i mean what do we want in our lives we want to be happy joyful elated passionate and if somebody like says something that just is going to send you in the opposite direction you don't have to allow that in you can say, okay, great, that's their experience, right? And they're pushing against you and where you are. Like, that is going to 
affect their experience, it doesn't have to affect your experience. Or if it does affect your experience, you don't have to allow it to affect your experience in that manner, in that way. Um, you know, I recently heard a, a wonderful teacher by the name of Joe Vitale talking about this story with, with P.T. Barnum, the, one of the, the founder of the Barnum and Bailey Circus, and how um, th- he was introduced to this young boy in Connecticut who was only three feet tall. And, and because he had some rare disease or disorder, he would never be more than three feet tall. And everybody around this boy was like, oh, it's such a shame. It's such a pity. You know, their experience of it was one that was so disempowering of this poor boy. But P.T. Barnum didn't see him that way. He didn't see him as this poor, um, helpless, you know, tiny person. He saw him as a superstar. And he created uh, a major... um, uh, t- Major Tiny Tim and created a, a persona for this boy that eventually got him to, you know, meet royalty in England and made him millions and millions of dollars back in the 1800s. So instead of 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 allowing this vibration of oh, oh poor, pitiful, you know, helpless little boy. He saw him as something great, as something unique. And that's what he allowed into his vibration. And because that's what he allowed into his vibration and Tiny Tim, you know, said, oh, my God, like, yeah, this is what I want and allowed that. It, it, it positively, it uplifted his vibration because that's what he allowed in. He didn't push against it. Right. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, p- P.T. Barnum didn't push against all these people saying, oh, poor boy. And say, what do you mean, poor boy? He's not a poor boy. No, he didn't. He just looked for the greatness for the situation and he allowed it to come out. So there's nothing in our experience that we have to allow to bring us down. Right. It's all in how we decide to respond. It's all in, in, in what do we make most important to us? Do we make how we feel important? Do we make our, our, the level of our vibration, our frequency most important to us? Or do we make what other people say most important? You know, someone said a long time ago, I believe it wholeheartedly. What somebody else thinks, says, or does about us has nothing to do with us. Um, thank you very much. I'll kindly go along my way. So two wonderful quotes today from the universe and from Abraham. And as always, so apropos for the guest who, unfortunately, for our Facebook live stream video audience, you only get to look at me for the next hour because my uh, guest, Valerie Shepard, is, is on the phone way off in the left coast in California. Uh, Valerie Shepard is an author, speaker, and laughter yoga instructor. Valerie's truly a multifaceted individual who has a, is a number one best-selling author, a catastrophic stroke survivor. I wouldn't even say stro- survivor, thriver, inspirational keynote speaker, university lecturer, and certified yo- laughter yoga instructor. Her passion is life mastery, which she teaches, featuring her four-step happy-to-be-me process. And we're going to talk all about that. It's the centerpiece of her partnership with the University of California at Irvine for a much-loved and successful class called Living 101, Be Happy and Whole, and her new best seller living happy to be me welcome to the conscious consultant hour valerie thank you so much sam it's so wonderful to be here no it's it's wonderful to have you here to have you back on you're one of our repeat guests i believe we had you on probably two or three years ago so uh, i know a lot has changed for you since then um we'll get into that but first i just want to say i love the fact that you're involved with a class called living 101 because I feel like, you know, we, we get so much academic stuff in school that we don't even get basic, like, life skills, basic life lessons that, you know, are so important. Like, why aren't we teaching good stuff like that more? Exactly. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this class. And, and what I hear so often uh, is that, boy, if I had known this stuff, 
back when I was in college, I would have made my life a lot different. And so I heard that enough times. And then I I was also (laughs) hearing it from students. Like when they would come to talk to me, I was teaching at the business school. And when they would come for office hours to talk about my marketing class, about half or maybe more of them wanted to talk about something other than marketing. Hmm. And it was because they knew that I did this other kind of teaching outside of the university. And so they were trying to leverage me for coaching. And uh. it just occurred to me that this is a, um, a fertile place for um, raising consciousness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's great. I'm so, I'm so glad you're doing that. So we just have a couple of minutes before we go to break. Um, I would like to kind of, you know, catch up the audience on, on what's been going on in your life since the last time you were on the show. Um, and, and, and let's just for the people who, who never caught that show, give people a little bit of an idea of your, your kind of background in general and how you got to be, uh, um, you know, teaching at the University of California. Sure. So I I consider myself a recovering corporate executive on Radical Sabbatical. (laughs) I love it. The the Radical Sabbatical has now been going on for a few years. And um, I've been going through a pretty complete personal transformation. And the whole point was so that in addition to being successful and prosperous, which I was as a corporate executive, Mm -hmm. I could also be wildly happy and deeply fulfilled, which I wasn't as a corporate executive. So I um, made lots of money, but I was very stressed. I was pretty overwhelmed and uh, woke up to the fact that I was pretty unhappy. And most importantly, I thought all of the trouble was with the people and the situations outside of me. And Mm. so I was kind of in blame and and judgment. Mm. And now I know much better uh, that we co-create our lives and our vibration, which comes from what's going on on the inside of us really sets us up as you you know quoted tut and and abraham i mean they're totally in the this is the wheelhouse of what they teach which is we are co-creators and and how we vibe so to speak um really creates our world and so my life has gotten so much easier and so much better and so now i'm i'm sharing that wisdom to Uh, Bring more peace and joy to the planet one person at a time. Right, right. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And I love, I love, love, love the fact that you're a certified laughter yoga instructor because laughter is is one of those things. It's one of the quickest ways to uh, help us to feel better even physically. It, It has actual physiological positive effects for the body and and just completely can change your state in no time, right? so true. Laughter has been studied um, for, I don't know, 50 years or more for its therapeutic benefits, not just, you know, um, fun and games, but actually physiological healing happens with what goes on with laughter. And so being able to tap into that is fantastic. Right, right. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, it's time for us to take our, our first break. Uh, when we come back, let, let's talk about like what's been going on in your life the last uh, year or so, because you've had some some interesting challenges, shall we say? And and let's just talk about how uh, you know what you teach, how it helped you in that process as well. That sounds great. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Valerie Shepard, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCERadio or Talk Alternative. 
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with author and speaker and lecturer, Valerie Shepard, um, author of the new book, Living Happy to Be Me. So, Valerie, over the last uh, year and a half or so, you had a little bit of a life challenge to deal with, didn't you? A pretty major one, yeah. Yeah, a pretty major one. Why don't you tell our audience what happened? Well, I was in the middle of teaching a leadership, an all-day leadership workshop at uh, the University of California with a group of staff there, and I was backing up in the room. We had just done a breakout, and um, all of a sudden, my right foot uh, didn't move. And um, long story short, I was having a catastrophic hemorrhagic stroke. A a blood vessel had burst in the left side of my brain, and... um, I was rushed to the hospital. I don't remember most of that. I do remember them cutting off my shirt, and I was saying, oh, please, don't cut the sweater. <laughs> and that was the last, <laughs> last thing that I remember, <laughs> checking my sweater. <laughs> and uh, I woke up uh, four days later. Woo, four days later. Yeah. So I think I was in and out th- during that time. I don't know mm-hmm. if I I call it a coma. I think that's what I heard them say. I really haven't done that much research on the whole thing, but I do know okay. hemorrhagic strokes are about 15% of all strokes, and they tend to kill people. Yeah. So I, I am a miracle walking, and i very grateful to still be here, and uh, life has been um, magnificent. It was before, and it is after. It's just I'm now having a magnificent life living as a survivor and thriver of stroke. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm curious, like, because of the work that you've done lately, I'm sure, you know, after this happened, you approached it probably quite differently than you would have, say, you know, 15 years ago when you were still working in corporate America. Well, 15 years ago, I would have felt like the victim and that the universe was out to get me and my life was so hard, and and why did why did this happen to me? Right. And and now I was in this place of, what did this come to show me about me? Like mm. our lives are talking to us, and they're for us and about us, and they're not trying to make it difficult, but they're things that we are here to grow and develop in. Right. So um, I would say, in in my present state of consciousness, I was. Um, much more accepting. You know, you were talking at the beginning about resistance. Right. The idea that if people are against you, you don't have to be against them in order right. to feel better about it. It's just allow it. Allow right. it and accept it, and it's not about you, it's about them. Right. And so I was much more in a state of receiving, mm-hmm. state of accepting and allowing. And I think um, the biggest learning for me has been about compassion for myself. Ah. Most and for others. And so, you know, uh, there was compassion. There was also letting go of this need to have things done on my timing. Because mm. healing takes however long it takes. And I'm I'm still dealing with it. You know, I woke up and the right side of my body was totally shut down. Mm. I thought it was paralyzed. And I spent a month in rehab. And I still do um, physical therapy. And my right side is... Well, I had a little bit of a setback about a month ago, but... Mm-hmm. Right side is still going through um, uh, reconnection to the brain and, and recoordination with the rest of my body. So it's mm-hmm. an ongoing, an ongoing journey, and um, I'm thinking into it in an even deeper way. It's, this is my body now, right. and I'm just moving with it. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. So, what would you say? What perspective has this given you that for, for, let's say, someone in our listening audience who is going through their own 
health crisis or, or their own challenge, whether it, it's health-related or, or economic or relationship-related, what, what have you learned that, that you could impart to them ar- around this to, to help them with, with what they might be dealing with in their own way? I'd say there are a couple of things. Um, I mean, first of all, we're all on these really amazing teams. Mm-hmm. However, they're not what they appear to be. I think most of us are taught that it's about success and mm-hmm. achievement, visibility, power, influence, those kinds of things, amassing right. wealth, blah, blah, blah. It's not really what it's about. I mean, I've come to understand that my life journey and what I teach is that our life journeys are about self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. All that other stuff is a reflection of those things. It's not instead of or in order to have those things. And so what I would say to anyone who's in a a journey that has um, more downs than ups or just downs when they don't want them, number one would be to be in this state of compassion for yourself, that it's okay when things aren't going bad. That doesn't mean you're bad. It's like it's not necessarily... um, reflection of the truth of who you are. It's never that. You're a magnificent being no matter what circumstances may right. want to be telling you otherwise. I think mm-hmm. the other thing I tell people when they're going through difficult circumstances is it has helped me. I, I was raised to look at where I'm going. Right. I need to get there. It's over there. I'm not there yet. How many more steps? How much? How many more hours? Like the kids in the car. Are we there yet? And what helps in these times when there's trouble or delay is to look at how far you've come, what you've accomplished, what you're currently able to do. So with me learning how to walk again, when I focused on wanting to walk perfectly, well, that's kind of a doomed desire because Hmm. it's 14 months after the stroke and I'm not doing that yet. Right. So if I keep focusing on having that, it's leaving me in a place of despair. Right. I focus on, look how much better I'm walking than I was, I mean, when I woke up at, from the coma. Right. I couldn't move <laughs> my right side at all. Right. So, so it, we, I think it's important that we not just focus on where we're going in the future, this place out there somewhere, but we also, in compassion and love, and uh, it really celebrate and recognize and embrace and and feel gratitude for all that we've already done. Right. It was just a moment ago. Right. All Be- that we've already done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is very easy to kind of, you know, get down about where we currently are in a given situation if it's not exactly what we want and we lose sight really of the perspective of well where did we start where did we come from and and how much better we are you know we have a tendency to measure ourselves against these idealistic standards that and and then lose sight of what the reality is of how far we've come on our journey that's exactly true and you know I don't put myself in the category of already got this. I mean, I'm still walking the journey. There are days when I'm much better at it than others. And it's an ongoing unfoldment for each of us. But really centering that in that place of, wow, look at this I've I've created. And then building on that. You know, like we used to play this game where we would get in a circle and, you know, you'd put a hand on top of another hand and another hand on top of another hand and, you know, you build up to the sky practically, and it's the same thing. We just build on each um, accomplishment, no matter how small. And I, the most important, if we want to call them accomplishments, I call it unfolding revolution, the most important mm-hmm. aspect of that evolution is not in worldly accomplishment. It's in how we're changing our the inside of us. Right, 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 yeah, our growth and and, and how we're how we are allowing ourselves to unfold. Yes. So, so I'm curious. Uh, why did you name your book "Living Happy to Be Me"? Well, it's there are a couple of reasons. The living part is about it being an ongoing process, twenty four seven, three sixty five. It's not a couple of steps. You you know flip the switch. You do them a couple times, and you're fixed. It's really about adopting a way of life that makes you um, 
continue to spiral up into your highest consciousness. Okay. And that and the happy is about a, a I use happy because that's a word that people can relate to. It's really about joy, which mm. is a higher version of that, which is divine energy of um, bliss. It, it's like exquisiteness. There's there's no opposite to it. It's just so phenomenal. And then being, I put the to be in there because we are humans doing too often. And we've kind of lost sight, if we ever had it, of how to actually just be in a place, yeah. Yeah. Uh, be ourselves. And then the me, capital M-E, stands for Magnificent Essence, um, oh, capitalized like on, perf- on purpose. And because I talk in the book about the journey that I'm, I've made and am continuing to make from the lowercase M-E, which is Mighty Ego, to the uppercase mm-hmm. M-E, which is Magnificent Essence, which is that each of us is a divine being, that we are not just human, we are spiritual, human, integrated beings. And that when we really know that, accept that, and live from that place, like bring our spirituality into every moment with our human aspect, mm. we can create magnificent lives. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. And, and I agree with you so much. So many of us, we get so distracted by all the doings and I have to do this and I have to do that. And we forget that it's ultimately it's really all about who are we being in the moment. Very true. Yeah. We can be in so many different circumstances and how we're being in that moment. And in fact, you know, I think a lot of people, when they watch the movie The Secret or when they talk about Law of Attraction, right. they get a little confused and think that it's all about what they're thinking. Right. And it's not. It's really about who you're being. That's what you attract from. Right. So um, really being conscious of, am I being my most compassionate self? Am I being my most tolerant self? Am I being love? Like... Right. That those are the kinds of questions um, right. that we can ask when we look at our results on the outer world and and don't like what we see. Right, right, exactly, exactly. That it's it's really about you know how we're feeling about ourselves and how are we treating ourselves. I mean, just in the last in the prior show, being community radio with Aurea, you know, we we talked about you know the need for self love and self care. And, and self-acceptance of, of, you know, where we are in a given place and that, you know, it's from this place of self-love that then we can really use our intention to really shape and co-create our life. And that it, it, it's really, uh, you know, we, it was, uh, I have the book on the table here. We were discussing the intention experiment by Lynn McTaggart. And, uh, you know, it's really so powerful yet, you know, people hear it and they're like, oh, wow, that's interesting, and they go about their lives, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is really powerful stuff, and and we just don't get it sometimes. It is. Wonderful. We are so distracted by um, the desire to have things and the desire to be more. And in fact, uh, we're already everything we need to be. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Okay, time for us to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk about what kind of motivated you to actually write a book because you've been doing this stuff for a while. And kind of let's talk about some of the steps in this uh, process, this happy to be me, magnificent essence process, okay? Yes. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. 
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Valerie Shepard all about living happy to be me. So, Valerie, uh, when did the living happy to be me come out? It was uh, released on June 8th of this year, so just a couple months ago. June 8th of this year. Wow. <laughs> After, like, this is what amazes me. It came out, like, uh, what was this, less, uh, about a year after you had your stroke. That, that, that's, yes. that's a lot to come out with a book or after your stroke. That's amazing. So what was the, the motivation for you to create the book? I just got to a place where things that I was doing to, on this journey of transformation for myself, they started to gel. Like I started noticing mm. between the classes I was taking or the books I was reading, I started to notice there seemed to be a through line. There were things that connected and in all the different places. And so I decided, well, what if I distilled this all down into a process and then um, was able to provide that to people who were looking for something? Um, mm. You know, different things work for different people at different right. times in our lives. We're able to hear some things at age 30 or not able to hear some things then. And so at, at different times in our lives and different situations, uh, teachers can come in and, and have a, a really big impact at helping us um, continue to evolve. And so I thought, well, I would, my, my uh, a minister in my church often says this, return with gift bestowing hand. And mm. I felt like that, okay, I'm going to come, uh, I don't know if I'd say back to the world, but probably because I felt for a time after my corporate experience that I needed to take myself a little bit apart from the world. But um, I just felt really strongly about bringing this wisdom, distilling it, and bringing it to people who are looking for something to serve them. Hmm, beautiful, beautiful, excellent, excellent. Okay, so so why don't we get into it briefly? Let let's talk about what is this four step process that you have. Sure thing. So I call it a um, a process of awakening, okay. and the book title is "Living Happy to Be Me: Dancing Your Soul Like Wild." Uh. And so it is definitely about raising consciousness and being in deep and loving with the highest version of you. And um, so the four steps are, step one is wake up to the truth of who you are. That's embracing the fact that there is divinity within you and within everyone. And what we might see as not that is actually just a disconnection from it. Like when a light bulb, Hmm. the light is turned off, it's still plugged into source, the electrical source in your home. Right. And you just turn on the switch or turn it off. So the wake-up is many of us are asleep, not realizing that we've disconnected from the most powerful source we could have. Right. And then step two is shake up and release whatever is not that. Now that you know and accept and believe and trust that you are a magnificent being, anything that you're doing, anything that you're thinking, any way that you're being that doesn't align with that, has to go. It doesn't. It doesn't mm. fit anymore. So for me, in that shakeup, there were all kinds of ways that I wasn't very loving to myself, yeah. very compassionate to myself. There were all kinds of things that I needed to heal and release about being unlovable or being unworthy or not being enough or you know issues with being a black woman. Just mm. a number of things that I had to. Um, help myself understand, and then heal and release, forgive. And then step three is make up a new story of who you're going to be in your life and how your Mm -hmm. life is going to unfold. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really 
powerful step because once you release things, you need to replace them. So you have to have some kind of replacement for this vacuum that you've created in your experience and in your consciousness. And so to to fill that vacuum with a, a higher version, a higher idea of you is what step three is about and about making you the most important thing in your life. And so many of us live our lives to be givers. And I believe that there is a real deficit of receiving. (laughs) And what what we really could be served by is being willing to receive um, what is coming to us as a part of this third step. And then the fourth step is, is the living part, is take up the reins and go live it. And that means what are the practices that are ongoing that you need to embrace and incorporate into your life to continue this spiral up deeper into yourself and higher into your consciousness? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, great. Well, those are wonderful. I, I love how you've broken down into kind of four... Uh, simple, not necessarily easy, but for very simple steps to kind of take up along the way. Um, yeah, and they work in um, a spiral, so it's not linear. Mm, so in any given okay. moment, you could be doing this on one little thing happening right in this moment, or you could sit down and go through your entire life doing them. So it's, And the book talks about this. It kind of shows how you put it all together and, and incorporate it from one minute to the next. Right, right. Now, you've worked with many, many people helping them with going through this process, correct? Yeah. So I'm curious, when, when people come and they start, you know, they start the process and you're working with them to go through it, where do you feel like most people got maybe tripped up on? Or like what was sort of the step that took maybe more effort for people to really get than, than maybe the others? It's in the between steps two and three. Yeah. It's interesting. I thought a lot of people would get stuck at step one, which is seeing themselves as a divine being. And mm. that's not where it is. In fact, mm. I think many people want to embrace that, but they've been tripped up. Either um, they got, they misunderstood some dynamics in, in religion or in church or in business when there's, so much focus on the conscious mind and not very much focus on the heart and anything that isn't explained by the five senses is called woo-woo. People mm-hmm. get really scared about even talking about that aspect of them, but they know it's there even right. if they're not able to access it or talk about it. So step one, actually, people are like, I get it. I'm, I'm there. Right. Um, I've wanted to be there for a long time and I felt this is the piece that's been missing is embracing it. Right. In the step two, like how do you how do you go into anger or hatred? Or um, I was last week in Toronto teaching a class and, on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, we were dealing with, you know, I've got a relationship, and there are these dynamics going on. It gets really, it comes down to really brass tacks. He wants me to do this, that, and the other, and I want him to do this, that, and the other, <laughs> and like going through where do those desires come from like when we say well that's what i do like do we know why we're doing that and and oftentimes unbeknownst to us this was my experience and what i'm finding with a lot of my clients unbeknownst to us things that we think are absolutely true about us are actually the false self they were made (laughs) up because we were reacting to a dynamic going on around us We made them up. We created a coping behavior. And then we stopped seeing that it was just a behavior and thought it was us. Mm. And so this aspect of us is running us ragged. And Mm. until someone, and my experience has been, and my clients tell me, you know, having a conscious, um, objective advocate has helped them see themselves in a different way uh, than they could by doing it on their own. And so that's typically what happens. And then the the next piece is like getting them to replace that behavior. Once we heal it and release it, it's like, can you put yourself first? Hmm. People confuse that with selfishness, you know, Sam? It's like, but if I make myself important, 
isn't that selfishness? And I'm like, no, it's, the selfishness is really when you want everybody else to make you important. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Is that in your life, it should be you first. And there's a way to do that in a loving and high consciousness way with other people. And, um, you know, like when this happens so often, this is a perfect example for your audience. Whenever they are thinking, like, I, I made plans with somebody, we're going to go to a movie. And then we made the plans two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Then the day comes for me to go to the movie. And I'm tired. It's like, I just, I don't feel like it. And there are two couple of options the way I've played it and the way my clients have played it. They go to the movie, they're kind of tired and cranky, and um, they can't agree on the movie they want to see. They end up acquiescing, and or what is called a compromise. They end up acquiescing and going to the movie that the other person wants to. They spent $25, they really didn't like the movie, and they come home and this wonderful night out with a friend really was not very good. Mm. Then the other option is to say, you know what, I know we made these plans, but today, now that we're here today, I am exhausted. And I really feel like I need some self-care. And so I would like to reschedule and I'm going to stay home and take a bubble bath. Mm. And what often happens, people are afraid to do that, but here's what they tell me. They call me back or they email me. Here's what they tell me. Oh my God, as soon as I did that, my friend says, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and I say, what do you mean? Well, I was really tired too. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to let you down. Right, right. So I didn't want to be the one that canceled. Right. So I'm going to please you, and you were going to go to please me. Right. Guess what? Nobody's going to be pleased in that equation. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I say the same thing to people all the time. It's like, look, you know, you've got to take care of yourself first because you showing up as anything less than your best self, it doesn't serve anybody. And like you said, if you're going just because you're afraid of how the other person is going to feel, then you end up going with resentments and then the whole energy of the evening is not going to be something positive and uplifting and, and that really serves you. But yeah, it's like once you open your mouth and say, oh, you know what? I'm really tired. I can't go. Then it's amazing like how often the other person responds. Oh, thank God. You know, it's 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 so, so funny. We're 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 always so uh, uh, afraid of of putting our own needs first. Yet it's only when we put our own needs first that we can then show up as the best versions of ourselves. It really is. And it's so it seems so blatantly true, but we're just conditioned. We right. from a very young age put everything first. Everybody else right. sends a message and it's the family first. Right. And my mom, my mom, you could see what she was trying to do was to get this kids to continue so that she wasn't herself trying to run this whole family. But in the end, I took away a different message than the one that she was sending. And right. so I just need to re-pattern my behavior. And it's, it's really nice to be to be willing to be in such a love affair with myself that I'm the most important thing that I focus on. Right, right. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, uh, do me a favor, Valerie. We're going to go out to break now, but when we come back, I need you to like just either speak a little bit more directly into your phone or, or speak up just a little bit because we lost you just a little bit there at the end. Okay. Ah, that was perfect. Um, okay, so believe it or not, this is our last break of the hour. See, time flies when you have so much fun and we have such interesting guests. So I want you to hold on. Everybody else, all our listeners, you hold on too and we'll be right back after these messages. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. 
Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour has been Valerie Shepard, author of the book, Living Happy to Be Me, capital M-E. So Valerie, I'm wondering if maybe we can close out, we can talk a little bit about what are some some sort of daily practices that you do um, that help to stay happy and, and grateful to be who you are in the world? Okay love daily practices and you mentioned the number one daily practice in your comment is gratitude yes so that to me um i can feel when i'm sad or or afraid or um worried or anxious or when any of those things come up i can feel right away when i go to gratitude how it shifts them one of the highest vibrations we can have next to probably love. Mm. And um, so when I can even, you know, be grateful for things that happen that I don't particularly want, I didn't think I wanted those things, to find gratitude in those moments is very powerful for shifting energy. Right, right. I think the other thing, um, you also talked about it, is laughing and playing more. I mean, <laughs> laughter and play are powerful in the in the world of creativity and creation and imagination. They they feed this level of free spiritedness that is what innovation comes from. Mm-hmm. They counter predictability and routine. Uh, they feed joy and wonder. They quiet the conscious mind or the intellect, and they engage the heart and the intuition and the imagination. And that's a pretty powerful combination for present right. moment shifts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. So I, I, I even say this for in the workplace. Anytime your team has high stress, what the manager can do is role model a deep commitment to self-care mm-hmm. and add laughter and playfulness. It sounds counterintuitive. Like we, it just seems like we make everything so, so serious. Yeah. And we could all do with a little bit of ease up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, it's it's a big lesson uh, constantly to learn in our lives that yeah, we do have a tendency to take life so seriously and 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 so darkly. But you know, there's so much to be grateful for. There's so much to laugh and play. I mean, we do live in a beautiful world. Things are, you know, better than they've ever been before. I mean, most people, they get so caught up in the media and the fear and, you know, all the things going wrong that we forget to look at all the things going right. And the fact that we're at the the, the most civilized time of civilization ever that that people are safer than they've ever been before that there's less violence not more less violence than there has ever been and that the world in general is more prosperous than it's ever been you know this is not to say that there's still not more things we can do to to make the world better of, of course not but it's like uh, like you said before taking stock of how far we've come over the last thousand years right i mean the world is an amazing place compared to a thousand years ago yes we're we're continuing to evolve as beings and uh, i think if we can take the lighter side of light of life you know that's why in the book title dance your soul lifestyle there's some i wanted that to be playful and the lifestyle is on purpose that when we are able to release all the stuff that's holding us down, like the anchors. When we're trying to soar like eagles, we've got all these anchors around us, which are the, the pain from the past and the only being focused on our intellect and not allowing our intuitive heart to speak and 
and all that stuff. Like if we could lighten up and right. let go, dance, play a little bit. Yeah, and and I I love the fact that you use the word dance in there because so often, like especially when I'm coaching people and they say, oh, you know, I'm struggling with this. And I'm like, well, instead of struggling, can we, let's say, use dance instead? Let's dance with that. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can dance. Oh, that feels so much better, so much lighter. You know, it, it's, it's we, again, going back to the thing of, of taking things a little too seriously, we, we even use these words and these concepts of struggle and, and I have to deal with this and I have to this with this. But when you dance with something, ah, now that can be fun. Yes, fun and freeing and light and happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wonderful. So, and and I, I tell you, I'm, I'm really amazed. You said you were just out teaching a, a, a course uh, on, on the book like just uh, a month or two ago, right? Just last week. I was just in Toronto. In Toronto. I mean, that's amazing that you're, you're still so giving and still moving and, and, and getting out there so much. Uh, um, what do you, where do you look for inspiration when you're feeling a, a little bit low on a given day? Well, the first place I go is um, working on my uh, direct access to divine guidance. So how can mm. I hear um, the universe, I call God, whatever that um, connection is for you, how do I hear source um, and the desire for for me to go in a particular direction? How do I hear it directly? I mean, I have a spiritual advisor and counselor and um, I've always worked with coaches, and I, I love that. Mm. I, as a coach, I certainly love being that for people. But uh, for me, it's about cleaning out the blocks. So it's continually working on my own level of forgiveness and my own level of self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. And mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. working with a conscious, objective advocate to allow me to connect deeper really mm. worked great for me. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Do you meditate? Absolutely. Yay. That's probably the number one. So I've gratitude, um, and the book lists a bunch of daily practices that I think are essential. Okay. Gratitude's one. I meditate every day, sometimes for as much as an hour or two, wow. depending on what I'm what I'm working with, what I'm cleaning out. And I do all different kinds of meditations, and um, I love meditation. To me, it's like yeah. it's like taking a nap without going to sleep. Right. <laughs> right, it's giving it's giving rest to the body yes. and the mind, yeah. and especially to the conscious mind, like allowing it to disconnect from it. You know, the conscious mind chatters, and yes. and people say to me, "But I can't stop my mind from chattering," and I tell them, "That's not what you're trying to do at right. right, you're just trying to move to a different place. Just take a step back from it. It may right. still keep chattering, but in meditation, you may not be as aware of it." Right, right, right. It's just learning to. Be more of the observer and not getting so attached to the chatter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. So, Valerie, if people want to learn more about you or, or learn uh, where to get your book, where can they go? They can go to the website at happytobeme.net. Happytobeme.net. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And is the book available on Amazon and all those good places? Yes, the book's available on Amazon, and um, the link for the book is on the website as well. Great. But it is available on Amazon. We hit number one with bestseller the day we released on Amazon. Awesome. And uh, we're really grateful about that. And um, now it's about expanding. Now we're looking at doing the Kindle version and, and okay. those kinds of things coming on and um in the next few months. Actually, that was going to be my next question is what what's comes next for Valerie Shepard? Well, my biggest thing that I'm excited about is to go along with the book, and you don't have to have the book, but um, to go along with the book, I've started a Wednesday night little um, happy and whole connection circle. And so we're getting together live on Zoom on Wednesday nights, and uh, people are spiraling up, and they're getting to laugh and talk and play and sometimes cry together. and, And kind of what I like about group situations is, you don't even have to be speaking, but just listening, you can connect. And right. um, it's very rare that we find a story that nobody else has experienced. Like, we, we're all one. 
and we've all got same experiences, just slightly different based on who we are and where we live and what's going on with us. And so this group allows that to happen, and it's, it's really beautiful. Wonderful. And that's the, the link for that and the page for that are on the website as well. It just says, be happy and whole. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. What time on Wednesday nights do you do that? 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific. 7 p.m. Pacific. That would be 10 p.m. Eastern. Wonderful. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Valerie. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule and uh, giving your energy for the, for the show. I, it's great having you back on. And you have to promise me when you make it to the Big Apple, New York City, you let me know ahead of time so we can get together. Absolutely. I really would love to uh, come and check out the studio and, and be with you face to face. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. Wonderful, Valerie. So listen, you take care now, and uh, I look forward to, to talking with you in the near future. Many blessings to you and your audience, Sam, and thank you so much for having me. It's been a great gift. Thank oh, you. Wonderful. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you. And I just wanted to, to let our audience know before we sign off, uh, many of you know that I run uh, a, a, a meetup group or, or a couple of meetup groups, and one of them uh, has been Applying the Law of Attraction. And I've recently reformulated uh, that meetup group, and it is now called the Conscious Business Collective. Um, and uh, we're actually still going to talk about a lot of the same things, but we're really going to focus more now on on business, on career, on manifestation, on on life, but like really practical things to help people um, really with with supporting themselves and, and learning how to su receive support from the universe. So I hope you will check it out. You just go to meetup.com and do a search for Conscious Business collective and we have our first meeting september 22nd it's a thursday evening in the evening starting at 6 30 i hope you will join me if anybody listening or watching the facebook live stream if uh, you can't find it just uh, message me send me an email text me whatever and i'll, I'll send you the direct link so everybody, thank you for listening. A tremendous show today. We'll have great shows for you next week. We'll talk to you then. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, 
this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.